1: Andy Lou, it is 8 p.m. on Wednesday, February 1st. Most of you are listening to this on February 2nd. Do you know what February 2nd is, Andy? What is February 2nd? Groundhog's Day. Oh, true. Speaking of Groundhog's Day, the Warriors lose 119-114 to the Minnesota Timberwolves in a game they had absolutely no business losing. Almost feels like a perfect start to how many different times we've seen this loss this season.
2: Yeah, this
3: is 12, 9, 20. Let me ask you this. How many times do we need to see this loss this season before we give up on this team? How many times? (laughs) Until they're out of the playoffs, until they're out of the playing game, until they drop to the 12th. You know, we got a week till the trade deadline and we're going to get into that a little later.
1: (laughs) This team needs something. That that much I know for a fact because it's the same thing every same time here. they lose. Um, ran out of gas, turnovers, yeah. small on the boards, uh, low margin for error, just a, a bunch of little things. I'm tempted to say this is the most frustrating loss uh. they've had this season, but that also feels like exactly what I would say 10
3: minutes after the <laughs> game. You know? Like, we've said it so many times that now I'm like, eh, it's this one or that one. But let me let me let me tell you this: this game was very much for me a wow. Steph, Draymond, and Claire are old, and Jordan Poole does not fit with this with those three right now. That's what this game felt like to me. Yeah, could they could they use another guy or two? Yeah, sure. They lost tonight because those guys are old and those guys were terrible for 17 straight minutes. That's why they lost. They didn't lose because there was a ninth guy. Yeah, maybe they were tired. They lost because they, so, they were terrible. I have, a, I have a few thoughts. One,
1: the ninth guy thing is bullshit. Let me mm. say that right now. Mm. People are like, oh, is this going to be the ninth guy? Why do we presume anyone they acquire is going to be worse than Jordan Poole or Dante DiVincenzo? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's this idea that those guys are like certified, stamped top of the road. No, dude. This team is too thin. That's the first thing we know. But to your point, I agree with you. They looked old. Uh, I texted you before the game saying, go bears out. (laughs) That probably helps Minnesota, you know? Um, And that was my main takeaway watching the wolves, you know, not the, it's it's not like, it's not like an NBA finals, like IQ team. Um, But they're super athletic, long and mobile across the board. Like, Jaden McDaniels, um, Mo, who I've, I've always been a Slow Mo guy, Aunt Edwards. Like, they just, they just got guys who can switch or athletic and get all over the place. They made the Warriors look old and they highlighted the fact that, like, outside of Wiggins and Kuminga, they are old and small and kind of lack athleticism. And, th- and that's a big thing for me.
3: Oh, I think they look. I think they look small because Paul's out there with Stephen Clay. That has nothing to do with how this team. It's it's you cannot close with him, mm-hmm. and the Warriors tried to close with him against Boston. And they had him out there. I don't really know why Wiggins. I felt like Wiggins was on a minutes restriction. Like that could be the only reason why he was out. I don't he's, really. Know he's that.
1: looked weird physically for a while, and and you're probably right. There, there's there's some sort of maintenance there because
3: like Steve Kerr is gonna go with him if he's right, and he and he didn't, and I think that's because, and I think that's why they lost. It's just every defensive possession is a joke with Jordan Poole, Steph, and Clay out there at, at, together now. I wouldn't say like Portland didn't do anything specific to lose the game. I think overall Steph was Steph probably played the worst 17 minutes I've seen him play all season. By far, that was the worst quarter I've seen, starting with the turnover up 13. That really brought Minnesota back in the game. Um, but I think in unison that was awful. Steph with Clay, who didn't make a shot in the fourth, Draymond, who really talked all game, was good for three quarters, then then, uh, then I'm not sure what they had a behind-the-back turnover there, where he and Steph turned the ball over three times in crunch time, which we never see. Uh, just up and down the roster, it's not that they 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 still win this game. It's not that they're not athletic enough. They're just they just they're just playing terrible. And the problem is we've seen it too many times. Just playing terrible. I don't know what you're supposed to do with that. Is if you say they're tired, then yeah, then then they get a couple more guys, maybe that'll help them. Not get tired, but other than that, man, it was just quality of play from these guys that were so so bad.
1: Yeah, I mean a large part of it's that I'm pulling up the box score right now. Oh god, hard to ignore, you know, Stefan Clay 40 minutes, Draymond Those 39 minutes. minutes. Yeah, Wiggins only 35 minutes, and it is weird that he's not playing more minutes. Kuminga, only 15 minutes, and I kind of get it with Steve. Uh I still think Kuminga is going to be an excellent player long-term, but that does not mean he is always that guy. There was some bad fouling four personal fat. He was in
3: foul trouble for a good port, it's an Eight man of, rotation, by the way, in the second half, that is, that is a playoff rotation in the second half. Yeah, I, that's yeah, definitely and, not a good thing.
1: And really just a seven man rotation. If we're being honest, um, he's trying to buy minutes with Kuminga and lamb at this point, they're not getting the full minutes. Obviously Dante and Looney are given the full reign. Um, I, I get what you're saying with pool to me. It's, I mean, he is, he is a smaller guard. He's six, three, six, four. It it gets back to kind of, in my opinion, like the same point, they're just not like athletic enough around the core. That's what it comes down to. It's like, they're not big and athletic enough around those guys. Like how much better would this team look if they had Jaden McDaniels and Nas Reed around their core, you know, like, and those aren't particularly special players, those are just guys whose skill sets fit what, you know, guys like Steph and Clay and Draymond are not doing in 2023,
3: right? I do think, I mean, with Jaden McDaniels, I like him. Um, he's a good player. But, like, that's who, that's who Kaminga's supposed to be. Uh, with Nas Reed, well, let's not even get to who's supposed to be Nas Reed on this team. Let's forget that for a second. <laughs> I do think it's a, it's a gaping hole that they've got to just select a guy. Because if you're saying they're not athletic enough, it's at one position. It's at one position because they're starting the games right now going small, which I don't really think is a great idea, but I know why they're doing it. They're doing it because they have to play Draymond and Looney out there. They have to stagger Draymond and Looney. Right, right. Is what they're, is what really they're trying to do. I don't think Steve wants to go small to start the game, but they have to because they want to stagger the two. Um, but we're still getting lineups to start the game where you've got all those three guards. And it was really cool last season, the the turbo lineup. But ever, ever since teams have figured it out, it's, it's really been ugly since. I don't really think they've played a really great minute. And the problem, not just the defense, is Poole, Steph, and Clay can't really play offense together. One dude's always out of rhythm, right? Steph's playing way too much off-ball sometimes. Or it's Clay gets the ball and just chucks it up. Or Jordan Poole is just on the other side. He's handling the ball. He's either hot or he's turning the ball over. It's just when have we really seen them click offensively this season, those three guys, we haven't seen it once. I got to say, like, we haven't seen it once. And then we know that if that offense isn't going to click, then you, they're not going to play defense. So yeah. it's, it's it's really all bad. <laughs> but if you if you put Wiggins in pool situation, right, and in, in, in spot the closing, I think they're fine. But I don't know. I don't
1: know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, we got a couple of super chats. Let's get to them. From Zuby, based on turnovers, Dre and Steph, unfortunately, did not take the game seriously. I need more from Steph in the clutch. I mean, I I am tempted to agree. A lot of this, a lot of this, is goes away if Steph does not play like an idiot down the stretch a little
3: bit, like really bad. Not just like, not just not good, but really, yeah. To to your Boston, right? We literally stepped at the same thing he did in Boston, Um, Mm -hmm. and then Brooklyn, kind of the same story. I just. Some of these some of these turnovers is you're 30, you're gonna be 35. We just said last game, Steph, 35. He's going to, he's amazing. He's having a hell of a stretch here. And then he just drops that turnover repeatedly. And I don't know. You gotta be you gotta be smarter than that. I don't know what else to say. Help me out here. I don't know what else to say.
1: Yeah, I mean, my honest opinion is I do think Minnesota's athleticism caught up to him a little bit. And I think it does speak to some broader ro- roster issues, but it's also Steph Curry. He's just as likely to hit four bullshit threes in a row and and win that game. And there's two ways to look at it. One, he didn't play up to standard. Two, this team has no way to win unless Steph is playing like a super virtuoso MVP, which again gets back to the roster stuff. So I don't know, it's frustrating. That's the best way to put it. It is frustrating. We're a week away from the trade deadline. You got to be honest with it. Uh, we got one more super chat to get to here real quick from awesome. Steph's sold, but the fact they couldn't play Joku speaks to the roster issues. They need change. No excuses. They have no margin for
3: error. Inexcusable. One, one problem I see with um, the, the broader stroke of the change thing that the Warriors are looking at. I don't know if any of these guys, let's say, for example, Jared Vanderbilt, I don't know if he's going to play. I have no idea if he's going to be good in the Warriors system. Theoretically, he is, but I have no idea. Honestly, I'd probably say he might not be just because we've never seen it. I, I probably bet that he wouldn't be good in the system. Um Alex Caruso is another guy. Like, he's probably a better bet that he's going to be good in the system. It's Whatever hard to change, not see him being a Steve Kerr like, player. That one's, like, kind of like Dante. Yeah. Even, like, Otto Porter. Like, you kind of knew. Um, the problem, though, is the trade down letter is only going to be a quarter of – this only be, like, 25 games left in the season. That's the problem, is that they need to pick a guy that's automatically going to be good in the system. And I don't – like, all these names that they're throwing out there. P.J. Washington. I don't know. Gary Chen Jr.? I think definitely not. Eric yeah, Gordon, yeah, Eric Gordon. I don't know. Like, what are these? I, I just don't. At some point here, it's and I, I keep throwing this out there. It's just you just got to play some of the dudes and just maybe Kaminga. You just play them all the Lambs minutes. Give him twenty two mm-hmm. minutes. See what happens. Yeah, because I mean, we we know what we're gonna get from. We know Kaminga has the potential to be better. So try to let him be better. Um, I don't know, Sam. What like what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do?
1: Yeah. Um, let's get to the Jonathan here going oh, rim protection, more. lob threat, lacking small ball flaw. Now, overall, no. no, I don't think they're missing a rim, a rim protection or a lob threat, but they are missing an athletic punch for me. I think they need a wing. I think they need a longer wing who can supplement Wiggins and who can play Warriors basketball going around it. Uh, that's one thing they don't have. I mean, you see them play lineups with Dante, Clay, Poole, and Steph at the same time. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Jesus, this is so small. So they do need to get bigger. But to me, when you know Draymond at five is one of your best lineup options, it's getting another wing in there that needs to yeah. happen. Yeah. That's the thing. That's yeah. the thing. Adding a big, you know, it might help a little bit, but the wing, that's going to be what really changes
3: things for the Warriors. Yeah. Um, I want to take this one because I think this is a good question. It segues, segues into what we were talking about from Gregory. So how can you say Poole doesn't fit in the lineup when they just won a championship with Poole play, playing a big part? They could not win without him last season, so how is he not a fit? Uh, he's not a fit in closing lineups. He didn't close last season, especially in the playoffs. Never closed. GP2 was closing. Otto Porter was in those games. Tre- Kevon Looney was in those games. Jordan Poole, is he, a, is he a good fit on this team? 100%. He had great, great stretches coming off the bench or just starting especially scoring the ball in Boston in games. I was just watching, re-watching the game, Sam, of Jordan Poole going off in the second quarter, coming off the bench, right? Like, that's who he is. But when it comes down to the last five minutes of the game, never was he once closing. And that's exactly what we're talking about now. Exactly what we're talking about now. If you're not going to be a super scorer, yeah, better be a good defender. And right now, he's neither. So... It's not really his fault because if he was just if Clay wasn't playing like Pool would probably be better. It's not like Clay's playing great defense, right? But you can't play all three, man. You can't, you can't. I mean, it's redundant. The thing yes. I love about yes.
1: the thing I love about Pool is he allows them to be competitive when Steph's not on the floor, and that's something they've never had in uh, the Steve Carrera. It's like Steph goes off the floor, the offense disappears. At least with Poole, you have a guard who could right, do right. like a facsimile of his impression. But with that said, I'm not sure Steph Clay and Poole bring the best out of each other uh in terms of um kind of like optimizing each other. Like the way Andre Godalla brought more out of Steph and Clay. And so they need another wing. They just do. They need they're,
3: Andre they're... they need Andre. Yeah, but hey, it's, it's, bring it's him up, happen.
1: bring him up. It's, it's, not, it's not happening.
3: It's, it's, know, he's gone. gone. You don't think he's you don't think he's uh so I out think there, you think it's done?
1: I think it's over. I think it's I think it's over. I could be wrong. Break my got a quote here from Steve Kerr. says the Warriors gift-wrapped this game to the Timberwolves that they're not good enough to win if they don't execute late. We got what we deserved. Thanks,
3: Steve. Thank you, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. You're right. Well, I don't know what we're supposed to do with that, Steve, but, you know, it's, it's what happened. I mean, he said the same thing over and over again. I just – it's
1: – Yes, they need to execute better, but they also, yeah, thumbs up, Steve. <laughs> thumbs up, Steve. That's it. That, so, this should be like the logo of the episode. Just both of oh, us going, yes. thumbs up.
3: Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Just the season, honestly. What are they now? 26 and 25. They go into Denver tomorrow. They're flying to Denver, altitude game. Vets play 40 minutes. They're going to play Wiseman, Moody, and Kaminga, right? So, it does not feel like the Vets will play tomorrow. Just, I mean uh, it's it would be malpractice if they played. I mean, look at them tonight. I don't know. But I mean terrible. Mm. We got another one, Sam.
1: Creo brings it up our superstars played like crap. There's no way around it. What's the deal with Clay being iced out? He didn't get a touch until late in the fourth and overtime. You're
3: gonna bring me back to my agenda. You're going to bring me back to my agenda. To my agenda. There are you cannot play 3 guys you just cannot play three guys. Two of them are just three guys chuckers. who are thirsty for shots. Yeah, thirsty, and 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 Steph's thirst for shots in the fourth was. Oh my God, Sam! What was the fadeaway twelve footers? I know he's not trying to shoot the three. I know he's not trying to shoot the crazy three right now. So he's he's going in the mid range, but he's shooting the Kobe fadeaway when we've never seen him shoot the Kobe fade. You just. Clays all there coming coming off screen and pulls on. the. I'm, not, I'm not mad at the shot selection. I think he needs to hit really? it, is the thing. Uh, I mean, that last mid-range shot was wide open. That was insane. He that one's, That, that one. one's
1: weird because I've seen Steph hit that game winner on that like elbow extended jumper so many times. He's gonna end the season shooting like 60% on that shot, and he missed it in the biggest moment here. So that's frustrating. That's the other thing that's really annoying. Um Steph hits a couple shots and we're just talking about how Steph's the greatest of all time and
3: they look good even then. We're ignoring every like so of flaw course we saw tonight, you know, which which is kind of what happened the other night. And the other thing I just thought about too is yeah, there's no um, there's no with Steph Clay and Poole and even Wiggins with those four guys, there's just no ball movement. There's no That's like true. pass, 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 get a good shot. When Andre, you know me, when Andre's out there, it's a pass, 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 get a good shot. You know, you can have it's a tougher play. You sound like Steve Kerr right now. I mean, it's just how they play basketball. If you and, want to play the modern way, then just go ISO spread out, right? But and like, I'm just
1: gonna, I'm just gonna. Oh, yeah. feel 100%. Like 100%. 100%. Was that better? What was that? Was that better?
3: Oh, of all the days for this to come
1: out! 100%. I know that was that. I mean, that's what we we're gonna sound like if you hit that shot, though. Let's be real. 100%. 100%. Let's be real. So, oh, 100%. shout out friend of the show, JJ Redick.
4: you won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: All right, I want to move this forward because we, we can... Look, we're getting voicemails to get into this. Yeah, yeah. Um, A1 Bob Myers was on... The radio today, Uh, our friends over 95.7, the game, he's on with Steiny and Guru. Going to play a quick two-minute soundbite for everyone, and then we're going to react to it because I thought this was interesting. I thought it was interesting no matter how this game played out, but obviously in lieu of the loss and us feeling like they need a player more, a little more interesting, just a little bit. A little bit, my friend.
0: Right now.
2: Yeah, that's the question. That is the question. And um, we got to look and see if there's something that makes sense to answer that question. Uh, sometimes it's clear, sometimes it's not. Uh, last year, I think, obviously, we had a better record in the deadline. We we got lucky. I think we, we looked at a big. People wanted us to get a big, and, and Looney and Draymond held up, and Steve more went the way he's going now later on with Looney and Draymond staggered. I think he's going to that a little earlier, and um, I think that can help. We'll see how we play in the postseason, but yeah, we're always, like any team, Matt, we got to see is there someone out there that fills that that spot is there someone in a buyout? is there someone in a trade is there someone that even supplants that and and becomes a sixth guy or seventh guy i don't that's our job in the next eight days let me let me ask you this if 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 the goal is to win the title which it is now uh and we're a week before the deadline and you look at this team do you feel like you need to make a deal or you'd like to make a deal good question um can I say both? I mean, good question. Not, it, I, I guess I can't sit here and say that those eight and throw in somebody that can give you, even in the playoffs, somebody give you five minutes. Right. minutes. Can't beat a team uh, in a series. And, and it, it's going to sound pretty, I don't know, you can decide how it sounds, but I, I think we stack up good enough. That's assuming health. But you always want to add to your margin of error, Matt. You always want to – it's yeah. not a margin of error that I'm entirely comfortable with as it stands. Can you, can you increase that margin of error? There was the years where the margin of error was so big that um, I could answer that question and say, no, we don't need to do anything. I'd probably lie and say, oh, know." Yeah. But the truth was we didn't need to do anything. Um, and those rosters bore out. And those seasons bore out that way. Our margin of error is not what it was. The record is not what it was so i can't comparing to what i know about the teams we've had i'd like to get a bigger margin of error can we do it i don't know but but i don't know if that answers your question
1: <laughs> bob the legend the the one
3: i There's love not. bob i love bob you he gonna, he gonna start crying <laughs> The comments are incredible today. YouTube comments are incredible. Just the passion. Guys are arguing just about anything. Let Uh, let
1: me ask you this. It's great. Did that sound the most definitive to you from a Warriors official kind of acknowledging that they need to improve this roster?
3: Well, short answer is yes. I I also think that the Warriors are probably in this position for the first time. Like, seriously, they need to do something in in this situation for the first time ever um i think you can make an argument i think relatively fair argument that few years few years ago even without even without clay like you're not really winning a ch- title and we saw that bore out last season and then last season we saw that they didn't really need to make a move to win at all so i do think like and then obviously the dynasty before that we, they didn't need to do anything so i do think this is the first time in the bob bob steve joey tenure that guys you're not winning a championship if you don't make a move and you might not win a championship, even if you make a move, but it's the you
1: first time that, this is the first time they're in the five seed land. Yeah. yeah. Where you're just kind of like, you know, you're not, you're land. not far away, but you're also, you're truly like in the middle of the playoffs.
3: Truly. And they yeah. might be a middle of the playoff team as constructed because how the hell are they going to get Sam? How are they going to get through the next 30 games? How we just saw Steph completely fall apart tonight and it was fatigue or whatever it was. But uh, these guys are exhausted. Draymond is exhausted. I can see the whiteness, but I think there's more whiteness spirit that comes out every game. It's just more. Soon he's just going to be... Hey, hey, no judgment. There. No judgments. <laughs> um, he's exhausted. It's like ever since I, you had a kid, you're just more white. You're just tired, more tired every day, you know? Kids yeah, got you, kids it, got you, you know?
1: it happens. It happens. It happens to the best of us. I can still... <laughs> You know, like Draymond, I can still hit game seven when I need to, but it's not happening. It's not happening February 1st against not Minnesota. Right exactly. Um, exactly. Exactly. I'm going to take his comments optimistically. Uh, there seems to be a little more pressure to make a move. He mentioned last year. He's like, we wanted to make a move last year, but didn't come together. Um, uh, By the way. Finally, admits that they were trying to make a move publicly, even though you and I both knew they were trying to. They're like, Oh, we don't need to make a move, we got Wiseman coming back, lying liars, absolute <laughs> liars. Um, but you know, we knew we knew that all along, you know, and, and they won, so they got that. You know what, you win, you can fucking you can write history that. the way you want. Fact. We knew Otto Porter could lock everyone up, you know, like Fact. you gotta do with that. Fact. Fact. Um, yeah, we knew when
3: Tatum would see Bielitsa, he would just cower. Easy money. Easy yeah.
1: Money.
3: <laughs> Tatum was shook. You're right. You're right. They were looking. You you think it's weird that nothing has come out for a month straight and then now it feels like today was the beginning of Matisse Taipo. The, the Warriors are interested. Alex Caruso. <laughs> the Warriors are interested. Like it took that. It took a long time, Sam, but I, we're, we're, I, I, I
1: keep coming back to this. Remember the Delo season? where they spent all year lying to everyone about how they love Delo and think Steph DLO and clay can work. And then like, I don't know, maybe a week before the deadline, you start hearing that they're, they're, they're listening, they're listening to offers, you know, that sort of thing. And then all of a sudden you get like uh Shams or Slater. And I, I, I honestly, I can't remember who was the first to break it. Um, honestly, it was probably Slater and Shams to credit, oh, no, oh, but, wow. but it was athletic. I knew that. Um, you know, oh, they're considering training for Wiggins. And I was like, What? No, don't do that. That's a terrible idea.
3: Don't do that yet. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: fun. then and then 12 hours later it comes to fruition. And I'm just like, Really? Wiggins of all players? Because you know, he was a joke at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and to their credit, home run. home run. They they knew they they found an undervalued player, it worked out for everyone, you know, credit to them. But the broader point was it was quiet up until it wasn't quiet. Um and I do think that's the Bob Myers M.O., which is we are not. They're not in the business of just rumor, rumor, rumor. Like that's the Lakers, you know, the Lakers want everyone to know that they're sniffing every place possible. Right. I think uh, I think the Warriors operate the opposite way. I don't know if it means they're going to make a move, but,
3: you know, that's been who they are as far as I can, as far as I can remember. I guess I'm a little. You haven't seen it enough um also felt, <laughs> felt like bob was uh felt like he was to your like he was trying to hint at something while not trying to play because we know if bob comes it's disingenuous if he comes out here and just says like well you know Wiseman's back off injury and we're, we're kind of getting ready to go and we'll get moody some minutes here right like like it cut the cut the bullshit right cut the bullshit right and so i think he's he's being realistic and uh say so i don't say this man It might be his last trade deadline as a Warriors GM, so you got to go on firing. Go on firing.
1: We'll see. Um, Friend of the show, Marcus Thompson, throws this out there and it kind of aligns with your point, Andy. It's clear that going seven and a half deep hurt the Warriors in the long
3: run. Got to expand the rotation. They look gassed. Yeah, I mean. That's what you've been saying for a month, shit. I'm just i I'm more mad at Steph today and, and, and Draymond and Poole. But, I mean, yeah, it's, it's facts. The hell are they going to do two weeks from now when they're still going eight deep? <laughs> Guy's going to get hurt. Guy's going to get hurt. They're, they're, they're
1: going to have one of the McDaniels brothers in, in a week love or so. I so much. I love them. Dude, they're, they're um, so good. Defensively perfect Warriors players. Uh, Jaden's a little better, but Jalen's good enough. I'll put that one. Jaden's
3: a lot better, but yeah. I'm with.
1: Yeah. You. Um, there's, I mean, I don't know. There's a premium on him. Let's put it, let's put it on us. Like we, we, we never really talked about it, but it's like, okay. I understand the Warriors letting Otto Porter go because they knew his body was breaking down and, you know, it's all he's playing, you know, uh, but they, they couldn't find a replacement for him. And I spent earlier today looking at the free agency options. There was nothing out there. Those available. You want to know why? There's a very limited number of six nine dudes who can defend at a high enough level and also hit open shots. Like it is a unicorn thing to find. Um, and we're we're kind of finding it right now. You know, it's like the hardest thing to find is a superstar. The second hardest thing is to find like size who can credibly play like a guard, and so like, I mean, honestly. The Warriors have a chance to get like Jalen McDaniels, it do it, you know. Like, flaws aside, it's like the Wiggins thing, it's hard to find guys that size who can do some of those things and you know, just deal with it because they make guys like Steph better,
3: and and oh, Steph obviously vice okay. versa makes them better. Um, I I mean, it's why Kaminga's untradeable, untouchable. Not untradeable, untouchable is why he's not going anywhere. Or the price got to be really high, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's why OG Ananobi is the best guy on the market for the Warriors. Not going to happen, but that's the best guy for the Warriors. For everyone, honestly, yeah. like,
1: every, <laughs> like I can make a case that eight teams would move to the front of the line to be the um the the title favorite if they got OG. You know, like yeah. I think Memphis is a joke. Throw OG on him. not not so much of a joke anymore he kind of solves a lot of their problems right who would they give up i'm just assuming they give up 15 draft picks (laughs) um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no i'm with you i'm with you that's i think no you're right Um, is it like phoenix i'm not a buyer in phoenix but all of a sudden if they flip ayton into og and you got like bridges and og around booker like all of a sudden i'm like that's kind of a tough out because they got like the wingspan to make your life difficult and the guy to, to drive the offense you know it's like it's hard to find wings. I think, I think sometimes we forget about it because, like, you know, you had Andre and you have Clay, and, like, it, it's, you know, you come
3: into them kind of easier with the wars. or different. I, I think the guy that – I, I get the McDaniel stuff, but I just – I don't know how Steve is going to play those guys, especially this late into the season. The guy that they got to get, and I'm going to say it every day until the trade deadline, the one guy they got to get is Alex Caruso. That's it. That's the sure. only guy that fits them. It's the only guy that I know will be successful on this team. uh It's the one guy that is Steve is I mean? going to play 20 minutes a game. Oh, he played him
1: 30. Let's be <laughs> serious. I, I mean, but, but like to, to your point, Caruso's 28. uh OG's 25 or 26. Like, you know, the, McDaniel's 23. Yeah. Like, there's a reality to it. It's like those guys are Andrew Wiggins' age. They're in their prime. They're they're in their prime. There's no other way to put it. Everyone else, it's like you see it on the pathway, but you know, you don't you don't get like you don't get extra points for being like a high prospect in the playoffs. Much to Joe Lakeham's chagrin. But you
3: know? I know, and it's a go forward move, and he's gonna play right away. And you know, he can pass, he can cut, he can defend. Like it's just it's just such an obvious fit, but. You know, they'll go, they'll try the home, like Jalen McDaniels is kind of a home run draft selection. I mean, a a home run trade because he could be like Andrew Wiggins, like not exactly like Andrew Wiggins, but that type of style, like you're saying. So Mm -hmm. that would be a home run move theoretically.
0: Let's get to the voicemails. Let's
1: go. We've, we're we're we've done enough of this. Oh, by the way, we got a special trade deadline show coming on Sunday. Got, a, got our light years insider letting us know what's going on with the trade talks. But let's get to the voicemails, Tim.
2: All right. This is my question. Uh, this felt like all the starters were tired. Seth, all the shots were short. It felt like nobody had legs at the end of the game. And, of course, we had short rotation. Guys like Wisen, Moody, not playing. And I, and I think, I sort of feel like this is Kerr forcing his hand and being like, hey, trade, or guys aren't going to play. We're going to keep losing games. Guys are going to get tired. However, if no move is made by the deadline, do you think this is just a bullshit move by like Kerr? And then after the deadline when nobody's coming in, well, we got to play more guys to rest guys' legs? I don't know. It just seems like guys are really tired, and I don't know how much they can keep this up for the rest of the 31 games. Thanks.
3: Hmm. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great observation. I'm, I'm with I'm it. A CT on it. I'm with it. Steve Kerr, you know the the Phil Jackson disciple, the uh, play mind games disciple. He just he's always trying to find ways to make a statement. And I think this is this is a pretty obvious statement. I'm surprised he didn't come out there and say, "We just ran out of guys." You know how more much more obvious <laughs> can Steve do it? He should come out there tomorrow when when it's when nobody's playing. He should come out and just say. Guys Nobody
1: practiced today. They're dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steph's Steph's in a wheelchair, guys. No. <laughs> All
5: right. Next one. Hey, guys. It's Varun. I just watched our year 14 and year 12 players, Steph and Dre, kick away another close game with turnovers. It's really frustrating. I guess my question is, if you were Kerr, would you do anything differently than what he's doing? Would you actually try to hold him accountable in any meaningful way? It seems like he pretty much just doesn't coach them at all, which is understandable because of how much they've accomplished. But this is really driving me up the wall. So I know Andy especially likes to chirp Kerr. So if you were in his shoes, like, would you do anything? <laughs> or would you just let the shit keep happening? Thanks.
1: I love when people think you hate Steve, even though you're far more pro Steve than me. Um, <laughs> Just, just you, you, you guys are, you guys are aligned uh, philosophically.
3: There is no one. I, I, I saw myself <laughs> in Steve. I just, I lose my shit, and then I realize the more I realize, yeah, you know what? Everything about Steve Kerr and, and what he hates is exactly what I hate. You know what I mean? I watched Jordan on, <laughs> and I'm just like, Steve was right. I just, I, yeah. Anyway, anyway, I don't, I don't, I, for Steve, I don't know what you're supposed to do. So I'll, I'll, I'll give this one over to you.
1: Yeah, I, I do think it's a little bit of a statement from from Steve in general, where he's just kind of like it does sometimes feel like Steve's just doing the whole like, hey guys, I only there's only seven and a half guys that can play. So what do you want me to do? Try to win games here. Let's keep moving. What do you want me to do?
2: Hi, uh,
5: my name is Greg, aka G Money, longtime listener, first time caller. Um, yeah, the reason I'm calling the suicide hotline tonight, I mean, Lightyear's hotline tonight, <laughs> is uh, you know, same shit, oh, different day, not much to do. <laughs> Unlucky. Oh,
1: <laughs> thank you, Greg. I appreciate that laugh. I, I really did. I needed that one. I don't have much else to say. Uh, let's get to the next one.
6: Hey, Sam and Andy, it's Archie calling from Baltimore. Uh, tough game um you know it is what it is i've kind of just kind of accepted the notion we're probably going to hover around as like a 500 team i think our window of wins the losses is probably somewhere within like the five game range i would kind of be a little bit surprised if it exited that didn't really want to bash the players or the team uh in general as far as you know what happened in the fourth um, or overall, just some of the decision-making that happened in the game. Uh, just something uh, just in reference to Kaminga. I felt like, you know, at the end of the third or towards the end of the third, there were just really good things that you could just kind of see with him just as far as, like, confidence, yada, 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 certain things that he's doing. Um, and then he has that, the uh, offensive foul uh, when he's in the screen. It was a really tic tacky call, but it was called, and he got pulled and we never really saw him after that. Just kinda of felt like, um, as much as Steph making the the turnover uh was such a swing in the game, I kinda of feel like his presence down the stretch would have made, you know, uh difference and, you know, impacted the game in a more positive way. Uh Tommy Gunn always talks about the fact that uh him and Lamb's minute distribution should be like sixty thirty and, you know, reference to Kaminga, but um and while I agree, I do think that we should see more Kaminga. I think he should be trusted more. So when he makes those mistakes, he can learn from him. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.
3: Can't get better. You can't get better without making mistakes, man. It's the only way. And I know they're trying to threaten neo but Kaminga's got to play more. I don't know. Like, against OKC, you got a couple fouls on Shea Gilgis, and um, Kurt just took him out. And it's like, I get it. I get it. You want to you get vets in. But I don't know. How's Kaminga supposed to get better? I agree. Uh, appreciate the call, Archie. I don't
1: necessarily disagree with either thing. I do feel like there is space for Kuminga to get like five more minutes. Like honestly, yeah. if Kuminga's getting twenty minutes a game, like I, yeah. that's pretty damn good, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and they do need his athleticism out there. He did have foul trouble though, and in general, I'm gonna say Steve's got him enough minutes since he's been in the rotation because he's averaging
3: over twenty a game. Uh, you know, uh, but yeah, a little frustrating right now. Give me the Baldwin minutes. I know it's not a game changer. They're probably not. Wi- <laughs> they're not winning more games, maybe, um, because we have no idea. But I like watching Baldwin play, man. He's a real shooter. Not scared to oh, shoot he could out shoot there. The, he can shoot the fuck yeah, out of six ten. You know what I mean? I know he's not. You know he's not the, the elite defense. He might not even be a good defensive player. But damn, man, he can move the ball a little bit. You know what I mean? So no, he's a um, worse player. Like yeah, he's you know, it's. Yeah. He
5: can shoot. He can do a lot of things. Yeah. Hey, guys, it's Mike Ferguson down in Los Angeles. First time, long time. And just watched the Warriors blow that lead against Minnesota and watch Nas Reed completely dominate them. And Jordan Poole throw the ball over the court. Steph throw the ball over the court. And Jonathan Kaminga sitting during crunch time when we could use his defense and rebounding. And, I don't know. Are we back on the hashtag fire Kerr bandwagon yet? Or where, where are <laughs> we? But uh the one thing I can't get over is we need to get Jordan Poole out of town. Get us somebody who can play some defense, make a shot, Woo! do anything. This is Andy's guy. All right, take care, guys. Woo! Thanks.
3: Man, that's aggressive. Wow. It,
1: it you know what? Like it, it does like everything comes back to like dissatisfaction with the roster, right? Like too much pool, yep. not enough like size on the wings. Are they playing Kuminga enough? Is he the solution? Is it not enough? Um, Draymond looks like he's, you know, exhausted because he's, you know, he he has like three new grades every game. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it all comes back to the same thing. We all know what it looks like. The bones of this team can win. They need a couple supplementary pieces to have a complete team. Otherwise, they're just asking these dudes to be superhuman for two months of the playoffs, and that just
3: doesn't feel fair. And it might already be too late. Not to yeah. be the freaking bad guy here, but might already be too late.
1: <laughs> Solomon's Tech bringing this up. Dubs have yet to be three games over five hundred this season. Good double thumbs up. Great, good for them. Yep. It, it's. I mean, it, it's it, that is who they are. They get one, two up, they lose. It's
3: frustrating. Um, you know, yeah, we got a week. We need Do a Pods you, versus Wins from uh, from from Jake from Chicago. Or I forget his name, but need him it, to call that. Yeah. First off, the, the absolute legend, Jake from Chicago. We oh, can never God forget Steve your man.
1: name. Yes. Um, let me ask you real quick before I get to the next one. Do you think they will make a move? What? what give me your percentage. Give me Andy Lou f- shooting from the gut one week ahead of time.
3: Yeah, I'm do. not
1: gonna hold it against
3: you. Even though someone will hold it against you, Some people will. <laughs> and, I, and I love, I love it. I love it. Dude. I love it. This is why Where's I it? go. seventy-five <laughs> percent. I see somebody. I think they're gonna make a move. I think that this pressure has been set. And
1: and you're gonna and you're gonna be arguing on the timeline that converting Anthony Lamb counts as a move. I'm not
3: gonna be arguing. I'm gonna be yelling. I'm gonna be fucking yelling. I'm not gonna be arguing, dude. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. It's gonna be a very, very dark place in the Lou apartment here in Berlin. Game, uh, the day that happens. Jesus Christ! The like, next The back cave.
5: Moving. The back cave. <laughs> right, hey, what's Reggie? Um, I don't even know what to say about the game. Um, I was in OKC to watch them win, um, which was a really fun game. Trash City, by the way. Okay, see, don't ever go there. But, um, you know, I thought they would, like, stack the wins now because they fucked around in the early part of the season. But, you know, the fuckery continues. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to say. Um, I hope they can figure it out. Who the hell knows? Um, favorite ice cream, chocolate chip cookie dough. Out.
1: Ooh. First off, should we title the pod the fuckery
3: continues? That was perfect. By the way, by the way, Neil comes in with title of the pod. The fu- there you go. The fuckery <laughs> continues. There you go in the comment section. Wow. Um, actually, let throw a comment before the next call, producer Tim, throw on the Han Solo Dolo funny name. Uh comment up there, because I think this is great. This season is worse than 2021 that because they weren't expected to win at all. Now they're the defending champs and they suck. They're happy with the chip they won last year. Lakeup is ready to move on from the vets. I got no comment. It's pretty good. It's I, hope, pretty good. I hope he's wrong. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't disagree good. with
1: him because that's what it, feels like, what it feels like. But I hope he's wrong, you know? But I, I, I have a feeling he hopes he's wrong too. So that's just how it goes. A little group therapy. Very frustrated. Um, what's your favorite ice cream,
3: Andy? <laughs> oh, dude um so i love vanilla which is not very fun i love vanilla bean love it but Good. you've got gonna to tr- re- gonna resist a joke um. <laughs> uh pistachio you got dude
1: i tried this stuff
3: yeah dude. you gotta try i know people look at me like i'm crazy
1: pistachio. no that's literally like a persian ice cream thing the, the, the <laughs> really? pistachio ice cream. yes come on man you know i've never like persian ice cream, like, ice cream. Wow. i
3: feel like you're gentrifying my people uh, um, we've known each other for a decade. I've never had Persian ice cream. We're gonna get Persian ice cream. South Bay.
1: Definitely in South Bay. I, I, give me a second to think of the peninsula location because it's not I'm there. I can give you East Bay and South Bay off the top of my head, but I'm there. Yes. pistachios is, is our people's jam. Um wow. And some rosewater too. Don't even know what
5: uh, one is. Hey guys, this is Shree. Um the Wiseman discourse in my group chats is not great right now. Um, nothing is good. <laughs> And listen, this isn't because of anything he did tonight. It's more about what he didn't do tonight. And that's just no contribution, right? It's like you have a, I don't know, you have like a future star, future player, anything. And with the number two overall pick just sitting on the bench, not playing in the G League, he's not getting any minutes. He's essentially a wasted roster spot you have to trade him, like, not even for the sake of the team, but for the sake of the players. It's like, I feel so bad, I don't know, watching him as this team chokes another lead in the last four or five minutes of a game. Well, this game really got out of hand the second step through that pass, but that's another issue. I just feel really, really bad for Wiseman. Thanks, guys. I know it's a could be a little off-take, but I don't know. It's just frustrating watching him just sit there. Thanks
3: can I, let me say this the the kid is in a rough spot and i think that's why he can't play in the g league he's not playing in the big leagues it's his third season he's i guess he's still going to get paid next year but if if you're him and on a smaller scale if you're moses moody aren't you kind of looking at your career like damn are we getting Are we losing a chance to make money here? Are we losing a chance to just show who we can be? Because man, it is hard to be those kids right now. And like he said, outside of the fact that they're not helping the warriors, just think about them. Think about them. That's tough. That's tough. At the
1: risk of sounding like an a-hole, I have zero sympathy. (laughs) Um, Second pick overall three years ago, thirty mil in the bank. It's not bad. play better, like force your way through the rotation. There's really only two outcomes to this scenario, if I'm being honest with you, either he's not good and he's a bust, and that's unfortunate, but it's time for the words to move on, or Steve Kerr' is a maniac, and <laughs> he he doesn't know what he's doing and he's not playing a kid who can help the team. There's not really another outcome in this scenario. All this he's not ready stuff is BS. I'm sorry. Like it's it's been long enough. He can either contribute in some fashion or Steve is insane. One of those two, but I'm done with the whole like wow. wow. I feel wow. bad for him. I need to No, dude, it's you're he's he's compensated. He'll be okay. Life will move on. Not a big deal. Another team's going to take a chance on him. They're going to try to build him up. He's going to make more money. He'll he'll end up making fifty mil if he never makes it in the NBA. If he make if he makes it as a star, he might make three hundred mil. You know, so whatever. Um, just I, it's it feels like I'm, one of those
3: things that people say because they feel like they have to say it because they're afraid of saying what they want to say. You know who would be? I, by the way, that was fucking amazing. You would know who would be good on the Bob podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like Bob always talking about the meaning of life on his podcast. You know, be good. That boy, that boy Big Jim. Perfect. <laughs> I can't wait for that. You know, like, like six months from now, you know, Big Jim's over there in Detroit or somewhere and he's, he's, he's playing better. You know, he's averaging a double double, you know, 10 points, 10 rebounds every game and uh, goes on Bob's pod and just cries with him and just goes, you know, remember those days when I was like, th- all right, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. I like your rant. I do feel bad for him.
1: Lies. All right, let me play the last one.
5: I cannot believe what I just watched. I just, I'm sick. I feel like the Eagles just beat us again. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Every night we're finding new ways to lose. I can't believe it. Here we are again. just mid. We're just, we just don't got it. I don't know what to tell you. That's it. Wow. What did I just see? Most unserious team in the league. <laughs> oh my god! Have a good night.
2: <laughs>
3: and there, and you know what?
1: Just the double thumbs up. Just
3: we'll see you this weekend.
1: I have nothing else to add. They need to be more serious. We can talk. Is we can talk. We'll, we'll make up a third McDaniel's if we need to.
3: Mike McDaniel. Yeah. He can be a head coach. <laughs> you know, bring on Mike McDaniel. Josh McDaniel. Ah no 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 we don't want judge that's, that's not the move. <laughs> you don't want Josh
1: All of them. Just oh, literally man. Steph surrounded with McDaniels.
3: <laughs> Steph and Goon. Oh. Right, whatever.
1: whatever. We'll be back. Appreciate everyone.